What does the Jungle Book have to do with our message from this past Sunday about the miracle of provision? Hey, tune in. We'll let you know next on Table Talk, Covenant Podcast. So with bare necessities from the Jungle Book, that's going way back, Sean, but it really actually speaks to what Hayes brought up, at least in part of his message this week. It was the miracle of of provision that God does provide for us. But our question, and that we want to dive a little bit deeper into, is what's the definition of provision for a lot of people? And it really boils down to really how we see our needs and our wants. So my question is to you, Sean, what's, do you see a difference in the way people distinguish between these two? I think in, uh, in Western culture and specifically in America, I think they, it's very difficult. I think people have a tendency to see them as the same thing because let's be honest, our needs pretty much are met most of the time for the majority of people. And so our we begin to interpret our wants as needs. But, you know, every Sunday we recite the Lord's Prayer. And in that it says, give us this day our daily bread. And to me, that is the attitude of, you know, provide my needs for me. Because, you know, the, the a key point that we read over and we recite over a lot of times is daily bread. And, you know, what we're asking for that is give me what I need to get through the day today. And and that really came up, truthfully, that's daily bread. I think I'm not sure if Jesus had this in mind. My hunch is he did, going back to uh, the heritage of the Israelites when they were told as the manna appeared on the mm-hmm. ground every morning they were instructed to get enough for the day right right but just get enough for the day except on let's say you know the day before the sabbath whatever day that was you can get enough for two days and miracle upon miracles they were provided enough food for their day mm-hmm. and what they did not use ruined mm-hmm. and they tried to get more but it was like that the message in the wilderness was provision. God said, I'm going to provide for you what you need this day. And that was the manna. And then, of course, there was some there was some meat that flew in and, and all this other stuff. So they had some protein, too. So I think it probably goes back to that. that goes, and when Jesus said daily bread, going back to their heritage, their history, 40 years in the wilderness, daily Yes, daily they the, the the need for sustenance was met, and if uh, those of you who grew up and actually went to school and remembered anything about school, particularly psychology, will know that Maslow had this hierarchy of needs, and the first thing had to be met was food, clothing, and warmth. And like you you said, we pretty much most of us have that that mm-hmm. want it. That's right? right. That's right. We do. And I like how you said that. We have it if we want it. And but you know, you think about uh, you think about your food and warmth, which you know I don't uh, 
I don't remember what all's encompassed in that first rung of the needs. Uh, if that's if that would be shelter, or if shelter yeah, yeah, falls under warmth, is warm, warmth yeah, food, yeah, clothing, okay. and warmth are all under the same thing. Yeah, and just think thing. about how many times we uh, we I can tell you one thing that that I've noticed, and I'm sure all of you have as well. But look back um, at the house that you grew up in and the number of family members that resided there. And now look at the size of the house that you live in along with the number of family members that reside there. And is there a difference? And I can tell you in my case, there is a difference. There is a difference. We, we grew up in a, I would say average size house, 1400, 1600 square feet, but there were six of us in there. There were six of us in there. And, you know, I don't ever remember a time when the conversation was, we're out of space. We're out of, we're out of room. We keep bumping into each other. I mean, that was just life. You just bumped into each other. And so that, that provision of, of warmth and, you know, food, all those things that, uh, that pertain to your shelter, your home and all that. It's funny how that need has morphed into a want. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it, and it draws to mind, my wife grew up in a house and that up until a year or two ago, whatever, her mother had lived in that house probably 40 years, I guess. Um, and that didn't, it was a really a three bedroom house and uh, one bathroom, mm-hmm. one bathroom. And at times there was five or six people living in that house. And so, uh, of course, for years we've made trips up there. And who'd we take? We took my two kids and my wife. So there was four of us made the trip up there. And then uh, her mother and at the time her mother's husband. So at times there were six of us. And then if her brother and his wife and daughter came in. That, that was nine people in that house at, at any given one time. And here's our words. We need another bathroom. Mm-hmm. Do we want another bathroom or do we need another bathroom? But it morphed into when we got married, even, even the apartment I lived in was one and a half baths. I had two, I had two bath, two, technically two bathrooms, mm-hmm. even the apartment I lived in. And, uh, and we lived in that one for six months and, uh, till we moved down to, to Florida. But where we move? We moved to a house with two bathrooms. <laughs> right. So, and we moved to Dothan. What we do? We get a house with two bathrooms. So we, we, that's what we choose to do, right? Mm-hmm. Did we, did we need that? Well, we actually made sure that we had it, no matter what, if it was a need or or not. So that that those that that idea is morphed, mm-hmm. right? And uh, and 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 most people today, if you if you ask them, they're going to want more than one bathroom That's in right. their house unless they live uh, as a single person. Mm-hmm. So so it's 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 a matter of perspective, but in the terms of what what we're talking about with God's provision. And in our in our beliefs about that, it, it it really is such a cultural thing for us to to think what we need and what what God said He would do to provide for us. 
Uh, and it, it just it just blows my mind at times of of what we have, and yet we still th- still think God ought to give us more. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and you know, and this is uh, it's funny how we interpret. You know, we put words. I shouldn't say interpret. We put words in God's mouth a lot of times when it comes to this. And this is, uh, I'm giving a warning that this is bait to go down a rabbit hole. So resist it. Don't go down. We won't go down this rabbit hole. But, you know, I have a, I have an acquaintance who is planning a trip to the Holy Land. Now, Let's, I'll, I'll just preface this by saying, uh, he doesn't have the finances to go to the Holy Land, but he believes that God told him to go and has provided the opportunity. And when the truth is, I think, you know, a friend of his provided the opportunity. And, and so now he's looking for donations. He's looking for donations to go because, and, and he's gotten a few and, you know, God provides for this and God provides for that for me to go. But I I don't know if, uh, I don't know if that's not a way that we look at things that we want and we try to put words in God's mouth and say, well, this is what God wants for me when truthfully it's just what we want. Yeah, and and that is a rabbit hole because we've we've seen unfortunately people, as use TV evangelist as a scapegoat here, but we've yes. we've seen that happen a lot of times. God told me this, and okay, is that a need or a want? Well, it's probably a want and more times than not. It is, and by the way, that the TV evangelist. Hayes mentioned on Sunday in the sermon, and that's the only reason I brought this yeah, up because yeah. it does tie in in a roundabout way. Yeah, yeah, and unfortunately, that's just gives Christianity a bad name when when God God literally said and we're going to end with this but I'm going to throw it in now and my God Paul says this Philippians 4:19 my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his of his glory in Christ Jesus he didn't say he's going to meet all your needs in the western culture of mm-hmm. United States he's going to meet all all your needs in Christ Jesus and that's that's different, folks. Um, and and it, and I do believe it is a challenge. It is a challenge for me at times because um, I have been blessed, and and I look at the house that that I'm in now and realize I have been blessed. I do, do I need did that need that space? Do I need um, those extra rooms? N- no. I don't, because my kids don't come home a whole lot anyway, so I really don't need any extra bedrooms at all, but but I have them. I have an extra storage room. I have have, have room for um, to have horses. I, I wanted we wanted that. didn't didn't need that. didn't need that. Uh, it's and you come across some of these people in your in your past that they have nothing. Right. And actually, there's people we know that you know. I don't know them, but you've known. Have chosen to maybe live homeless, mm-hmm. and they're as content as they can be, right? Living in a tent. That's right. Being content in a tent. Anyway, right. uh, so but they have nothing except literally a shelter over their heads That's that right. keeps them keeps them dry, uh, and that 
That sort of goes into the what Maslow says is safety needs and security. So that comes in the next rung of ours. It, the the housing does move into that almost bottom rung. Uh, but but for us now, it's really about safety and security is the reason we have houses that we want right. to live in. Uh, we want to lock ourselves up. We want to keep people out. Oh, we don't want people wandering in our back door, you know, type thing mm-hmm. and walking in our house, which has happened to one of our staff members. Mm-hmm. Um so we we want that security. Right. We get if we get those, if we have that food, warmth, clothing, and we feel safe and secure, whatever that is, um, we get those basic needs met. Then what comes next, uh, according to Maslow, is belongingness and love, and intimate relationships, and and for so many in the. Um, in the Christian world, what we've interpreted that to mean is when we go to third world countries or whatever, what do we do? We, we provide food, we clothing, security, warmth, a place to live and save. Then, then once that is met, we are able to um, share with them about belonging to Jesus mm-hmm. and, and the love of Jesus. Without that, we don't, we don't have any, we don't have any room to stand on. Really, you, you can't. I'm just trying to exist. Right. I'm trying to live day by day by day. Don't tell me about your Jesus until these other things are are met. That's another rabbit hole, by the way. So I just went down the another not the one that you were talking about, but 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 another one. So uh so where where do we I guess I guess the question is where do we get off on on distinguishing between wants and needs? Because here we go. We're Food, clothing, warmth, safety, security, housing, or whatever, if those are met, at some point we're starting to, to get into wants. Um, so so how, how do we distinguish that, I guess? is How, how does a Christ follower today in Western culture in the United States distinguish between needs and wants? So – I'm not uh, I'm not a scholar by any means of any kind, but I would define a need as something that is lacking. And. You know, so that's a. I think that would be a very good filter to run everything through to say, you know, am I am I lacking this? Do I need this to survive? And I can. uh I can comfortably say that because I am the chief offender of that. Just I've I got three packages coming in today. And you know why I've got three packages coming in today? Because I convinced my wife I needed them. I bet they have something to do with music. They do. <laughs> they do. And in order to accomplish what I want to accomplish, I need those things. And it doesn't matter how much they cost to me, but it does to her very much. But uh but let's let's be honest, that has nothing to do with survival. That has nothing to do with survival, and that is a want, which I would define as a strong desire. And so the difference between a strong desire and survival is vast. There's a huge difference between those two things. But again, like we said from the outset, you know, we, uh, the majority of us in the United States do not have trouble with survival we just we just, as far as resources go right we sim- we simply don't so so really in relation to we talked about God's provision um, then then we just 
in, in, in our world and, and for those who are listening to this podcast, all, all 12 followers. That's right. Yeah, well, however many we got. Um, it, it really is just simply recognizing. I think it boils down to recognizing, okay, God's provision and, and understanding, yeah, God's going to provide basically the, the, the bottom rung of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Um, that understand that's what that's what God's promised to do. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to meet your needs, and then can we give? Do we give God credit for giving us what we want? Can we? Should we? Should we? Should we ask for it, or just if it comes, thank Him for that, or do we just leave it to okay? That's the way it is. I mean, that this is where I, this is. Legitimate question, because I, you know, I've heard people talk about. I just thank God provided for this or whatever, and and they won the lottery, right? <laughs> you know, right. he's mentioned that, and uh, I'm going like, okay, did did God provide that? Really, did right. God provide that? Um, I I do got this is anecdotal, but <laughs> so uh, so we we made a bad decision, and um, uh, poor judgment. And it cost us X amount of hundred dollars, and and my wife said, you know, we were actually cheated out of it, truthfully, and and my wife said, you know, we're gonna get that back. I said, okay. Within about three or four weeks, extra source, it just happened that that we have mm-hmm. that we have it, it just it, it just came back to us, um, you know, and, and it was this was not in relation to. I didn't get a bonus, you know. She didn't get a bonus or anything right. like that. This this was just just circumstances and people and then everything like that just gave and this the, and of course she believed that that's God provided a way to replace that which we got cheated out of, um, and so I'm just I just still struggle theologically at times, mm-hmm. uh, recognizing um, is God providing is, is God showing us okay. This is just for fun. I'm just showing off type thing. And, and, you know, I again, this is just a topic that you and I were, you know, just bantering about a little bit. That mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure the final answer is the same for everybody. I, I agree with that. So take your story, apply it to me. Um, bad decision. Didn't get cheated out of anything, but ends up costing me a lot of money. And every month, the, the the right amount of money, and I shouldn't say the right amount of money. You know, a good a good boost in the right direction seems to happen every month. So, my wife says, you know this this is this is provision. And while I can't say if it is or it isn't. You know, I often wonder, is it because we're more cognizant of what we of what we need to get, you know, to get by to the, you know, to into the next yeah. month? Or is, uh, you know, does this does this kind of thing happen quite a bit? And it's never I can tell you this. It's never a gift. It's it's never a gift. It's always something that requires something of me in order to earn and. 
you know, I just, I just wonder, is it, is it really just that we're, you know, acutely aware right now that, that we're, we're a little more tight financially than we have been in yeah. a long time. Yeah. And, and when I say some financing came in, uh, unfortunately, um, those of you out there that, that, so that's sort of standard practice. Uh, if if a person officiates a, a, a funeral, sometimes that the family gives a gift to the person who's officiating. Unfortunately, we had a couple of deaths since <laughs> the uh, since the mistake and and theft, as what I call it, happened to us. And, and again, I, I have I have a difficulty thinking that you know. People God. gave their lives for your bad decision. <laughs> yeah, that's what that's the that's the extent of if you think about going down that rabbit hole. Right. That's what you could you could lead somebody to think that. And, and I'm going like I, I can't I can't put that on God. I can't put that on God. But you know, um, you know, did he did did he did he lead the people? They didn't have to give me anything, right? Right. I mean, they didn't. I was just it's part of my job. They're members of a church or whatever. I'm gonna do it anyway. And so it's a gift. That literally is, is a gift. There's not we don't charge a fee for that, uh, so it was a gift. So it, God placed it upon that person's heart to, to do that. I, you know, I don't know. It's just well, and I you know, and there's a and a, mm, this is this is sketchy territory too, but you know, is are we confusing God's provision with God's blessing? Yes. And that's a uh, you know to me those are two different things. Yes, that, that's where we need to make the distinction that if if I believe this is just again this is you and me talking. We're not like we're there's not a whole lot of passages on wants in the Bible mm-hmm. because God deals in needs. That's the the promises and needs. It's it's not in wants, and but there's there's blessings that He has chosen to give His people. That I mean. He, it's no doubt when you read David and Solomon's life that God blessed. Right. Yes, they were provided for, but he blessed them with a whole lot more than anybody else, uh, at least in material terms or whatever. Um, and, and I think that's that's probably the line that we have to draw. And I think that's a, probably a pretty good solid line that God's provisions for your needs if God chooses to bless you with with some of your wants, giving giving credit, right? And so that that raises a couple questions in my mind that are just just food for thought. So, you know, theoretically, if our needs are met, if God if God's provision meets all of our needs, shouldn't we be content? Next question would be, if all of our wants are met, would we be content? So my personal answer to the latter would be, no. We want more. I want more. Every time. Every time. Every time. That's right. And so once, and you know, we have we have a running joke at, uh, at my house that... As I mentioned earlier, with uh, with music equipment, and it's a problem for me. But you know, Sweetwater has three easy payments, man. Three <laughs> yeah. easy payments, and so that's what I do. And I have got this thing figured out. So I do three easy payments, and once I make my last easy payment, well, guess what? 
if I, I've done that a couple of times and now those easy payments are budgeted. So when, when I make my last easy payment on something, I'm looking for my first easy payment on something else because I'm afraid if I don't order something, it's going to disappear from the budget. And <laughs> so I say that to say that I see this in my life every day because I'll find myself looking online to see, okay, my mind's already off what I've got. And now I want to know how many payments do I like before I can get something else. And I've already got my cart full, you know. And it, and so I'm, I can assure you that uh, that having your wants does not make you content. And the uh, the end of that the bare necessity songs. I looked at the lyrics, and don't spend your time looking around for something you want that can't be found. Mm. When you find out, you can live without it and go along not thinking about it about it. I'll tell you something true. The bare necessities of life will come to you. Oh, wow. And so I thought that was pretty ironic that, that uh, this was back when Disney actually knew what they were doing. Anyway, <laughs> in, in some of their movies, there's a passage in Jeremiah 5, 5 7. I'm not going to actually read it. I'm going to paraphrase it because it's uh, – you can look it up. Y'all look it up if you want to. Uh, but, basically, but basically, Jared, it was like God's talking to the nation of Israel and um, – and he's saying, I've supplied all your needs. And then you went looking for something you wanted, and it got you in trouble. So so I want to leave, we'll just leave with that, that thought out there, uh, that uh, the nation of Israel had what they needed, and then they went looking for something that they wanted that, that quote-unquote, made them feel good. Actually, it was that third rung of Maslow's, they were looking for intimate relationship, mm-hmm. and God wanted them to have it with him. And they went looking for love in all the wrong places, basically. Um, who sang that? <laughs> who sang that? We got go, we got to get a song in here, another song. Buckwheat. Thank you. <laughs> looking for nub in all the wrong places, <laughs> right. right? All right, so, all right. So, so let's. I want I want to get the two passages I want to remind you about. I supplied you all your needs, yet you went looking for love in all the wrong places. And and Paul says, "My God will meet all your needs according to the riches of His glory." In Christ Jesus, so so, I just challenge you as we close out today that um, that that understand that the miracle of provision is really God's promise to provide you for your needs, and as you as you start getting those realized, understand that what comes next is your wants, and are you giving God praise for giving you what you wanted? You have the last word, John. Do exactly as Kyle said. Be, be uh, full of gratitude. Otherwise, you're just an urban cowboy. Have a great week. Uh, hey, next week, pigs are going to die. We pigs are going to die this week, aren't they? I, you know, and I thought yeah. about this earlier because you were talking about God's provision with the Israelites, and you said meat was flown in. <laughs> pigs I was fly. Like, was it pigs? Pigs fly. <laughs> All right. We we may see a pig fly this week, but we also hear about pigs dying this week at Covenant. That's uh what is that? May 29th, I think it is. May 20th. Just in time for the grill. May May 29th, getting ready for Memorial Day holiday. Hey, and we do want to give a shout out this uh this week we're recording Table Talk. Our our wonderful producer is getting married on May 28th, and we appreciate all Juan Sapiro has done. We wish him and Hannah uh, lifelong happiness. 
Uh, but more importantly, we hope that they feed us really well on Saturday night. That's right. And I'm sorry that this is just an audio feed only because my man got a haircut and he is looking smooth up in this room today. So, all right, y'all have a great week.